So there's a big misunderstanding, which I want to clarify. People think that there's two basic ways of raising children, right? Even regular kids and especially challenged kids. One way is that it's tough love and its consequences. You teach your kids how to behave. You show them right for wrong. It's not a hefkevelt. You tell them it's bedtime and you have to brush your teeth and you punish them if they don't do well and then you have a normal, happy family with kids who are going to be successful adults. Then there's this crazy people, right? They probably like yoga and, and holistic and they eat only vegetables and they say a new thing called unconditional love. And unconditional love means you don't tell your kids anything. You say, you want to take a bath? No? Okay, your five-year-old doesn't take a bath. You want to brush your teeth? Oh, you didn't brush your teeth? That's fine, I love you anyway. And you don't tell your kids what to do. You don't teach them. You don't give them direction. And you certainly don't punish them because I love you and you shower them with love. That's what people think. It's b'chlal, not emes. You have to have a family. And you teach your kids, you mechanach your kids, and you teach them you have to take a bath, and you have to do this, and I said no. And this, the question is only when they mess up, how to deal with them. Not when they don't mess up. Most of the kids are going to listen to, normal kids are going to listen to most of the rules most of the time. Right? If you have 10 kids, most of, 80% of the time they're going to listen. Just that some of them are missing some rule, they, they struggle with this, and some people struggle with that. The question is only when you struggle. Now, when someone struggles with a rule, let's say there's bedtime, you have to be in bed at 8 o'clock, and this kid, you have to know, why are they up late? Why are they struggling? How often do they struggle? And what are you going to do to help them to be able to go to bed on time? Right? It's understanding. It's not, you don't have a bedtime, you can do whatever you want. It's not a hefkervelt. It's helping you. How am I going to help you get back into the box? That's good for you. Also understanding that not one box fits everybody. So it could be some kids are night owls and some kids need less sleep and some kids like to read and some kids don't need to read. So you can't have one rule for every single kind of person in the world. That's not flower child, 1960s smoke weed, unconditional love. Nothing matters. It's a way of dealing with human beings. Now, especially, which we don't do chinuch, we have kids who are breaking out of the house in the middle of the night, putting themselves in danger, and doing dangerous things, and doing horrible things, and they're out of control. <laughs> That's making a lot of noise. So, over there, so they say, throw the kid out of the house. Be tough on them. And people think, the unconditional love people say, no, it's fine, oh, you don't want to, you want to smoke weed, we love you, we love weed, it's fun. come do whatever you want. Nishtamas. It's a matter of what's going to be more successful to bring the child out of, who's out of the box and unable to function properly to become normal. And the proof is in the pudding. When you say to the child, oh, you can't behave, get out of my house, so look at them five years later. Let's do a test. Take a hundred kids. Unfortunately, Klal Yisrael did a test already with thousands of kids. They don't come back. Or some miracle, somebody else brings them back. That's not a tikkun. That's like saying, oh, you have fever? Get out of my house. No. You could be understanding. You can show the child, I see that you're struggling, and I'm with you in your struggle. And with kindness, compassion, mercy, you can show them that I accept you the way you are, and I see that this is your struggle, I have my struggle, I don't look down at you, embrace them into the family in order 
So they should become like you want them to become. Not because we believe that it's okay for everybody to be whatever they want. No. You want your kids to be like you. If you're in five towns, you want your kids to be in the five towns. If you're Chabad, you want your kids to be Chabad. If you live in Williamsburg, you want your kids to... And why shouldn't you? That's a natural need. It's not always going to happen. It's not always realistic. But if you want them to be like you, then when they struggle, if you marachig them, that's the number one way to make sure that they won't want to be like you. And if you're makar of them, and you're nice, pashit nice, nice to the struggling neshamas, then when the whole struggle is over, that's the highest chance that one day they'll want to be like you. Because it's geshmak to be part of a family. But not when the family's looking at you with these, you're killing us. They're going through a hard time. Be kind, be nice, and they'll come back to you. So it's not a hefkerus. People think Anglish loves hefkerus. No. Let's understand. Whether people are using the treatment of tough love, unconditional, whatever they're doing, there is a zach in the bria called unconditional love that everybody has no matter what. The parents throwing their kids out of the house are also, they also have unconditional love for the kid. They're crying at night. It's, you can't not love your kid. Everybody loves their kids unconditionally. It means that there is no condition to earning the love. Because the kid could steal from you and you're still going to cry if they get hurt. That love that you have towards your child is in the bria there's nothing you can do about it, as we've spoken about many, many times. In the, in the hanhaga of how to deal with a child, and even more so how to deal with a difficult child, so they call it unconditional love, it sounds like hefkeris. No, there's no hefkeris. It's a tipul nafshi. You're, you're dealing with a human being, and you're figuring out, Chaim, come here, I like you. I'm not talking with hatred. I'm not saying I hate your guts, you, you terrible kid. I see that you're struggling with bedtime. Is there anything I can do with you? Can anything I can do for you? Yeah, how can I? Can I want to work with the child? You get better results in, with kindness and love. That doesn't mean the love that the guy, because the guy hitting his kid also loves his kid. Our parents who hit us also loved us. I don't. I mean that hanhaga of love. The kids should feel. Kids today need love. You know who said that? All the zikne hadar of the last generation said that. The Lubavitcher Rebbe said that to Rav Usher, Aaron Reich, the famous manal of Borough Park in 1968, a long time ago. Rav Hesher Laspinka said it in the 80s. Everybody from the Zikne Hadar, Rav Shmuel Birnbaum said it 40 years ago to Rav Moshe Tovialif, only love. So now we think, no, now I'm going to get angry. Anger doesn't work. Masiva Shalom says, when you get angry, it's ki'ilu oivir avodizar. And how could you think that mehakas that from this anger, you're going to do chinuch l'tayres Hashem? How do you think you're going to, imagine you're in the middle of being oivir avodizar, oh, no, 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 you're bowing, and all of a sudden, chinuch, you're in the middle of being oivir avodizar. And you're angry, ki'ilu oivir avodizar, and a lot of bad things happen to a person. Now you're going to do chinuch? So at the very, very minimum, Anger doesn't work. We also know on a practical level that when we're angry, we don't think the same as when we're not angry. So the punishment is going to be more than necessary. The patch, even if you patch, is going to be harder than necessary. Anything that's more than what's the of the child, that even you yourself know that is for the tales of the child, is going to damage the kid. You're not allowed to do that. If you're allowed to patch once, today we don't patch. Ravel Yulopian said, uh, when he was uh, zakein, he said, I regret every patch I ever gave any of my children. 
Lopian in the last door. So today we don't patch. Well, let's say we patched. So you're allowed to give a smack. From 1 to 100, it's allowed to be a 30 calibrated, and it's allowed to be one patch. If you give two, the second one, you just hit your kid for no reason. If it's 50 instead of 30, the same thing with words. Today, not only you're not allowed to hit, the words are, because we have such a sensitive dar, words are, ooh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can kill. We have a whole generation of semi-broken kids who are not off the derech, of people in their 30s and their 40s who are still today damaged in their self-esteem because of stuff that their parents told them in order to be them. So yeah, they won, and they got them, they damaged them for life. Can you imagine for a second what this would look like if this was shown in a physical oifen? What I mean to say is, imagine you walk in Borough Park, and you see on 13th Avenue, every fourth guy is walking with a limp. They're just walking like with a limp. Emotionally, that's what we have. I know this, because I get texts from people, and I get calls, and people like to tell me how broken they are. That's one of the perks of my job. I don't know how I got this job, but people open up to me. Oh, and they say, yeah, oh, my Rebbe, my this, my that. And between the Mechanech and the, and the parents, they thought it was working, and they didn't know that it, it, it took time for us to realize. So the ones who Nebuch were 30 years ago getting, getting whatever they were getting, there's so many of them that are damaged. They have low self-esteem now. I know people, I know a guy, he's in his 70s, very wealthy, goes in a limousine, has the most beautiful, he's a Talmud Chacham, everything. He has, and he's a Baltvila, low self-esteem. Low self-esteem, it's like a machla. It's like you have everything in the world. A lot of parents tell me that their prettiest girl of their children is the one with the low self-esteem. A lot of times it's like that. And it, it, there, there's no seichel to it. It's not, always, not, not the one who is the, the ugly, fat, stupid kid doesn't work like that. It's like a machla. So we have a lot of kids that are damaged in the chinuch system. So it's like by the time you finished processing the kid through chinuch, like they have seven fingers. You know, what happened to three fingers? Yeah, we had to cut them off to be mechanach the children. And we're doing that with emotions. We're doing that emotionally. So we have a very tzabrach and adar emotionally. And we have to be very, very careful about it. The idea of chinuch b'dayreinu for regular kids and for the worst kids are and more difficult, challenging kids is understanding and mercy. That never for one second is the child supposed to feel that you don't like them. Never for one second is the child supposed to feel that you don't like them. There's no reason for that. It doesn't enhance the chinuch. If you're smiley and calm, even if you have to wait a few days and you say, listen, we have a big problem. Remember we said you're not going to do that and you did it. Okay. And you'll do your chinuch then. But there's no, there's no enhanced chinuch if the child thinks, my father thinks I'm a disappointment, my mother doesn't like me, or you scream or you yell. Rav Pam said that the reishim of, of kas, the reishim, the impression from your anger, decreases the reishim of your chinuch lesson. So you have a good chinuch lesson, the kid is wrong, the kid starts off being wrong, in come the professional parents, mechanchim, and you can do the right chinuch, but if there's kas involved, you decrease the chance of success of your chinuch lesson. So why ruin your own chinuch lesson? You're right. Kid didn't do whatever, right? I'm talking about regular kids even. You're right. You start off being right. It's like I always tell little kids, you know, you, you're right, but once you hit, you become wrong. Why do you want to become wrong? No patching, no using hands. 
So but he took it away from, right, he was wrong, he would get punished, but now you patch, now you became wrong. Same thing with parents. A lot of parents, and I, I say this with deep pain, a lot of parents are bullies. Mamish pushed bullies. You're stronger, you're, you're taller, you're bigger, and you're mamish bullies. And very few parents are mechanech in a way that, if, that they would say, you know, I would be really proud if you show this next video at the Torah Mesorah Convention on Chinuch. I'm very proud of the way I, I dealt with the situations. But that's what you have to think. In dealing with your child, you have to, you have to be mechanech in a way that you, you will be proud. You're the one who's right. You're the one who's right. And you're carrying them and teaching them through the years, don't become wrong. There's no reason to scream and yell. There's no reason to be angry. There's no reason to involve bad midos and your stresses and your anxiety into your lesson. You have a good lesson. Get, get the kid to become better. Now, the next piece of this thing is very interesting. There are two ways of getting somebody to become better. One is, you tell them you have to become better. Grud, straight, very clear. The other one is a derech harucha that when you have a good relationship with someone, they mamela become better. They daven better, they learn better, they want to be like you, they want to please you. Now, most people, and I don't know about today, because I think mechanchem today are much more wise, but the regular mainstream people, they just do number one. You, you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. They don't have the chachma. If you look at all the stories that I tell over of the Gedalim, of the Zikanim, it's always Chachma. Yeah, the kid is struggling in Yeshiva. Okay, what are we going to do about it? I will tell him, if you don't stop struggling, we're going to throw you out of Yeshiva. Boom. The Zikanim always came up with a way to fix the problem. Why does someone struggle in Yeshiva? Because he has issues, he has problems, he feels disconnected. Okay, so I think you're going to learn with the boy Bechavrusa, and you're going to pump him up every day for an hour, with, with connection, you can learn with him, he's a good boy in yeshiva, you'll see he'll stop the behavior. Chachma, bina, wisdom. A lot of people are processing their kids or other things using just derech number one. You know why? It's a lot easier. You don't have to be patient. You don't have to think it through. I told you six times, you got to, boom. But if you really take a step back and you say, okay, this is not a factory. These are humans. And we don't want these humans, by the time we process them, to be missing an arm and missing a leg and missing, you know, emotionally missing, damaged, broken. I'm going to have to come up with a way to get the kid to listen to me more, not perfect, in a smart, wise way that is going to cause better behavior without damaging the child. Now, Chinuch B'dayreinu says Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, the main thing, Yitzhak Zilberstein, God Ladar, Reb Chaim's brother-in-law, Reb Yashiv's son-in-law, so many svarim, he said the main nukuda of Chinuch B'dayreinu is loy lekalkel nefesh hayeled. Wow. Because you could do great Chinuch, but you're breaking the emotional nefesh of your child. So you ended up with a kid, yeah, they, they, you got them in bed every night, and you, you process them beautifully, but they end up broken. You're makakal nefeshayelen. You destroyed, you damaged the emotional health of your child. Iker hachinach b'dayreinu, loy lekalkel nefeshayelen. And I would say even more, 
if you're going to damage your kid, whatever you think you're accomplishing is not worth it. Because when they're in 20 years from now, they'll brush their teeth, they'll go to bed, they'll pick up their stuff, they'll, they'll learn that along the way, or they won't. But they'll still be healthier than if they're damaged in their emotional health. So just like you wouldn't cut off a finger or break a finger to do chinach, don't break the nefesh hayeled. So what changed? That the kids today are hypersensitive. And the more sensitive they are, the easier it is to damage the nefesh hayeled. That's a big challenge to people who don't have patience. It's a big challenge to running a company, an assembly line of a bunch of kids with jobs and busy and no time because it works against you. When you don't have time and patience, they behave worse. And you're doing great chinuch because you're forcing and pressuring. And, but meanwhile, if we have more time, you invest, they will actually behave better. So that's the challenge. The challenge is now we're dealing with a dar of really very shvach, like Shmuel Burmaum said 40 years ago, a shvach adar, atzabrach adar. 40 years ago he saw it coming. So now you're dealing with a very, very sensitive, emotional children. Most of them. Some of them. You decide. So now, if I say, go to your room, da-da-da-da-da, they could end up being damaged from that, which means worse behavior now and a damaged adult. So I'm doing that in the name of chinuch, doesn't make any sense. I, I know somebody, personally, he had a challenging kid. And the kid was, I would say, a, a B-minus student. A, a B-minus in everything. Davening was like a C. I would give him like a 67 in davening. And in school, a 75, you know. And in, in, in yeshivish kite, he was just a, not the great... And the, the, the parents wanted to push him and push him and push him so much that they managed like years of, of damaging the child. They're going to end up with an adult who, uh, let's say he doesn't go off the derech and he doesn't have a nervous breakdown, but the damage that they're going to do, f- that, that is done to the nefesh of this child is going to be when he's 60, 70, 80, 90. And it's like, why? If you work for a company and you make for the company a million dollars, and then you go get angry at a customer and they lose $2 million, you're fired. If you're doing more damage to a child than you're helping them with, it's not worth it. So we have kids who are damaged because when they were 8 years old, they were acting obnoxious. When they were 10 years old, they were chutzpahdik. Yeah, you have to deal with the problem, but don't damage them for life. So now we have a new recipe. The chinuch of our dar is and the kids are so sensitive that it's extremely hard to do. So you have no choice but to be super kind and calm and to do real, real chinuch. Not no chinuch, kind chinuch. To do proper chinuch. To do that, you can pick up any chinuch book, it doesn't matter which one, but follow it 100%. Nesivah Chinuch from Nesivah Shalom is beautiful. Rabbi Bender on Chinuch is beautiful. Any uh, Heart of Parenting is beautiful. Any Chinuch book. But, but follow it. What we cannot do is make mistakes. Because now we're playing for keeps. Because the mistakes that happened to us 30 years ago, like I said, people are damaged still. But we're alive, we're successful. No, no. But now the kids are not going to make it. Even the ones who are healthy and from... They're going to feel a certain low self-esteem and a damage unless we do the proper parenting 
the proper kid means not the same thing for each kid. Like the famous story that somebody says, I don't know, I'm suffering with this kid. I don't know what I did wrong. I did the same thing on all my kids. And the Rebbe, whichever one you could stick in the name for your Rebbe, he said, well, that's your problem. You can't do the same chinuch on every single child. So, of course, what does it mean? Everybody has to still be in bed. Everybody still has to get up in the morning. Everybody still has to brush their teeth and clean up and all of that. The answer is, of course, that's the goal. But how to get that kid to want to do those goals, that's where it's the chanach l'naro pidarkoi. This kid, you just tell him and he listens to whatever you want. Fine. This kid, you say, come on, do me a favor. This kid, you bribe a little bit. And this kid, you punish a little bit. You have to know each one how to get them to do it. But without anger and without breaking kids. You know which kids are at risk of being broken. You can tell. You can tell where it's going, and you can tell where it's stuck. And when it's stuck, the natural thing we want to do is push, push it through, push it through, push it through. Don't push it through because you can chip off parts of the kid. That's the bottom line. So I hope I clarified this. Unconditional love is not a Hefkerwelt. Unconditional love doesn't mean... Whatever you want to do, we love you. Unconditional love, the Hanhaga, is how to successfully bring the children to be interested in what we want. And when you put your foot down and you control them, you don't accomplish that. You don't accomplish forcing somebody. And the idea is, well, if we're going to force them, eventually they're going to want it. Not necessarily. Bring them to want it. I'll close with the wonderful words of the Nesiva Shalom. I want to make a big poster. Chinuch amiti, real chinuch, enoy lahachriach es hachanich lehis nahagus toiva, is not to pressure the child to behave properly. Elo lahavi oisoi, kadeshe yirtza bazeh. It's to bring the child to want it. And it may not happen today. You may, it may take a year or two or three. Your job is to get the kid to want to daven, not to daven. You don't want your kid to wear tzitzis. You want him to want to wear tzitzis. You don't want him to wear a yarmulke. You want him to want to wear a yarmulke. So much damage is done. Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes that there are tzaddikim that love davening so much that they, because they love it, they pressure their kids to daven with a geshmak before they are mature enough to daven. And therefore, they cause them to hate davening. They break the geshmak. They, they put mamash ra into the kid that he doesn't want to daven. It's a shame because that's tzaddikim. You can't make somebody want to daven. You can't make somebody like to daven. You can only make them say the words. And that's not going to cause a rutzen. doesn't mean that nobody should daven. It means you have to figure out, each child, some kids daven eight years old. Wow. Some kids are not interesting. Not interested. And it'll come when they're 12. Other kids, they're not interested in davening. It'll come when they get married, under the chuppah, or when they have a problem and they'll find Hashem. But if we break the rutzen, which we can do, because parents are so powerful, you parents are so powerful to your kids. You can destroy them with words or looks or mm, and the kid just loses his cheshik to do those things. So we have to be very, very careful not to abuse our power and not to be bullies. You want him to do something. Your job is to figure out how to get him to want it as well. Good luck. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.